0: You're listening to The Takeaway from WNYC and PRI Public Radio International in collaboration with the BBC World Service, The New York Times, and WGBH Radio Boston.
1: Good morning. Haitians have piled bodies along the devastated streets of their capital after the strongest earthquake hit the poor Caribbean nation in more than 200 years. It's crushed thousands of structures there from Humble Shacks all the way to the National Palace. And the U.N. peacekeeping headquarters is also destroyed. Untold numbers were still trapped. No idea of how many casualties are there. Joining us now is Jerome Oberight. He's uh, with uh, Doctors Without Borders. He's the director of operations. Good morning, Jerome. Good morning. You have three hospitals supported by msf in haiti do you know if all of your workers are are safe
0: well that's impossible to say for the moment the situation is extremely worrying now we've been in touch with our teams on the ground and at this stage, uh, we haven't been able to be in touch with all the staff. Um, obviously, it's quite a substantial amount of uh, staff that we have there. Uh, but uh, all the structures that we uh, had uh, running in, in, in Haiti in Port-au-Prince have been damaged in some way or another, some uh, extremely severely, some have become completely unstable, and all patients have, been to, uh, have had to be evacuated out of the structures um, uh, uh, straight after the, the earthquake stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the, the situation is very worrying. We, uh, we are very uh, concerned uh, for the population. Um, uh, the, the access to, to structures and to the populations is extremely uh, difficult. For the moment, um, we have a, a stream of people coming into all the facilities. So we've also had to set up a, a, well, these makeshift uh, uh, medical structures outside the damaged uh, structures but also in some of our coordination offices so we're talking about hundreds of, um, of wounded uh, people which have uh, had to access uh, uh, some or uh, uh, be uh, given treatment in, um, in these makeshift uh, structures that we set up.
1: So many things uh, uh, come to my mind as challenges. Number one, where could you possibly evacuate the patients to? You, you don't have electricity, uh, and I would assume that many of your medical supplies were also damaged.
0: Well, that's that's correct and uh, one of the, the the referral capacity of these structures is actually one of the key uh, areas of concern that's very difficult uh, due to the communication problems I mean the, the phone lines are down to to be able to have a completely up-to-date uh, uh, um, uh, information on what's going on on the ground but uh, the referral capacity is one of the major issues that that we're going to have to face but also the supply uh, not just in terms of medicine but uh, quite quickly there will be an issue of fuel there would suddenly be an issue of food and so on uh, so it's, we're, we're really facing a, a major major, major situation. Also knowing that a lot of the victims and the wounded that we're seeing are, are trauma injuries, are fractures, but also some uh, very severe burns which uh, need um, uh, uh, very high attention.
1: And it would seem to me that there's, there's a, a real urgency to that. In, in other words, some of these injuries are such that they, they need care, they need medical supplies and medicine now in order to keep the casualty rate from, from rising.
0: Absolutely, and this is uh, this is why uh, the, the teams are mobilising and doing all they can to uh, to provide care outside of uh, structures which have been damaged and, and, and makeshift in makeshift off- and in uh, in our offices and so on. Uh, because the, the care needs to be provided now; it's uh, it's a real uh, uh, life-saving work which needs to happen now, and uh, and delays are, are are really costly to the population. This is what really worries us. Is, is the airport um, is the airport open, Jerome? Just- now, from uh, the information we haven't actually been able to um, uh, to to confirm this directly as MSF. We haven't landed a plane there yet, but from the information that we have, uh, it seems that uh, the, the the airport is um, is functioning. But that's not. I cannot confirm this information at this stage. So we're looking yeah. at both uh, going through the Dominican Republic or directly to Port-au-Prince. So these are things that uh, we're trying to work out exactly how to to bring all the relief into um, into Haiti at this stage.
1: That would be difficult because the the roads are damaged going into Haiti.
0: That's correct, and uh, uh, it's, it's still unclear how far we can get uh, to, uh, uh, to Port-au-Prince, the center. Also, it's very unclear what the situation is in the outskirts of uh, or, or the more uh, outlying areas beyond uh, Port-au-Prince. Uh, so, the assessments are extremely difficult. I mean, just dealing with the, the basic facilities that we're involved in in the first place and the influx of uh, severely wounded people is, uh, is taking all the energy of the teams which are on the ground. So we hope that uh, in the next few hours when uh, more deployment will happen, we'll, have, we'll get a clearer picture of uh, what's happening in the outlying areas and uh, what the, the capacity of actually moving out uh, of, uh, of au prince is and moving inside au prince as well.
1: Okay, Jerome Oberright is the Director of Operations for MSF, or Doctors Without Borders. We go now to someone we spoke with earlier. Ricky Dupree is the Station Manager for Radio Soleil, which serves the Haitian-American community locally and also internationally through their internet station good morning again ricky either ricky has been called away by something going on at the station in radio soleil uh but but let's return now to jerome Oberright. jerome yes yes can can you tell me for those i mean i if i know americans and i've lived here all my life the first thing on their minds as they wake up this morning and see the images uh, uh coming out of haiti is what what can i do
0: well, I mean, it, it's again uh, for the moment. It's uh, it's uh, supporting uh, those which are trying to deploy, uh, um, and uh, at this stage, it's not so much uh, uh, being able to to just send anything there. It really has to be targeted and uh, and uh, clear on the on the priority list of uh, what is most needed. Um, so it's keeping informed about who is going there and, and providing support. I mean, uh, Doctors Without Borders is is now mobilising a number of four charters number of medical team surgeons and so on to to go there and uh, it's very uh, difficult to say what the priorities will be until we're really uh, uh, able to move around a lot more than what we're doing for the moment but it's clear that this is a, a very worrying situation this is of a major scale and there will be a need for uh, for resources uh, and support to be able to to respond to what's going on in IT, not just today but also uh, tomorrow we've got to remember that this is on the back of uh, uh, a severely weakened uh, uh, infrastructure and uh, that we already have programs there due to the needs that were there prior to the earthquake. So uh, there will be a substantial need in Haiti in, uh, in the days, weeks, and months to come, clearly.
1: Okay, Jerome Oberride is uh, Director of Operations, again, with Doctors Without Borders. If you want to help, there is a place to go on our website. You can donate there to the effort there in Haiti to help disaster relief. If you're looking to get information about family or friends in Haiti, the State Department has set up a hotline for you. That number is 888-407-4747. Again, 888 888- 407 407 four seven four47 is the hotline. And, and we've been hearing great stories, really c- compelling stories of people reaching out, trying to make contact with friends and family. You can reach us with those stories at 877 8